Welcome into episode 122 of the Sources Say podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Happy to be joined once again by the one, the only Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. We are going back to back this week, Sean. How are you? Yeah, guess who's back? <laughs> back again. No, I'm I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. We uh so Monday or what day is it? Was it Tuesday? Wednesday evening. We yeah, my days are all running together. I'm sorry. It's Wednesday, Thursday now. So Wednesday afternoon, we put up an episode of Sources Say where we break down what happened in Pro Day and uh, you know kind of the latest and the open practice that we saw, injury updates, things like that to kind of preview Big Blue Madness and uh, kind of get get fans ready for the upcoming season. Uh, and we had a couple little recruiting updates there at the very end of the show where we talked about Adembona and Case and Wallace, some of the top 2023 prospects. We went down the list. Uh, little did we know, just within a couple hours after that, we would be hit with some pretty significant uh, news of what's going on with this upcoming roster and what could come in the winter, I guess the start of the spring semester, I believe, in January or the, the winter semester, whatever it would be, uh, January, Shaden Sharp, Kentucky's number one commitment in the class of 2022, is strongly considering an early enrollee process and joining the program in January, Sean. Uh, this is something that there was a lot of rumors because of his age and some things that were going on behind the scenes that uh, he may have been a reclassification candidate, and that was kind of something that scared some Kentucky fans deep into his recruiting process because if he were going to reclassify Sean, there would be no way that he could fit onto this roster at this given time with the, the pieces they've already added in the transfer portal, the uh, incoming freshmen they have, so on and so forth. It just, it just didn't make sense for a guy like Shaden, as good as he is, to join the fold at this point in time. Uh, little did we know, yeah, maybe not in the fall he would be joining, but Sean, it sounds like it's a pretty realistic option for him to join in January. Yeah, it would be big for him. Uh, not necessarily big for this Kentucky team, but it would definitely be big for Shaden because he would be able to get that spring semester and that, that second semester of the season there and get that work in practice the same way Oscar Sheboy did a year ago. We saw Hamadou Diallo act, follow this exact same path four or five years ago and, and go through that. So it would be big. And I think, too, just he would get more out of being at Kentucky Jack from January through May than he would playing, what, two to three months of high school basketball. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what it boils down to. So I, I wanted to – the reason why we're doing this outside of – I mean, yes, it's significant news and, and uh, you know, it could definitely play a massive part in this upcoming basketball season and the future of Kentucky basketball recruiting. I mean, this is massive news. Uh, no matter how which way you look at it, but I also wanted to add some add some context and and provide a, a little bit of of in depth kind of, of analysis of how this came to be and why we are at this point. Um, so can't reveal some of the like super super in depth details, but let's just say that there were uh, there are some eligibility talk about um, him being eligible for some of the bigger. Uh, high school tournament events like the Geico Nationals, some of the bigger uh, tournament games outside of the grind session where he, he's a part of teams like Prolific Prep, Compass Prep, some of those like you saw Jalen Green was a part of it. Ty Ty Washington was a part of it. That grind session they uh, do. Actually, they, they play at the at uh, um, uh, what's the, the big event in, in uh, 
Western Kentucky, Sean. Um, oh, the like that, Mustang Madness or uh, the Marshall County Marshall Hoop County Hoop Fest. Fest. Yes, they they participate in that, being part of the grind session. So um, that is kind of something that um, has been kind of talked about behind the scenes that he would be eligible to play in those games, but because he's technically a fifth-year senior, there's been some talk behind the scenes that. Uh, that that he might not be eligible to participate in the big, and they want to you know make a big run for the national title and all that. So that's why they are in this position right now, where his choices are to stay at Dream City, where he is right now. It's like a post grad program. He you know he he's comfortable where he is. He actually has a game tomorrow night, I believe. So he's going to at least participate in the, the front end of the schedule. But his mindset was, why would I stick around here? and participate in games that I'm not – or sit on the bench in games that, that I'm not able to play in. Like, if I can't help my team win a national championship, what am I doing? Why can't I move forward with this process and take my talents to Lexington, get a head start on the upcoming season, uh, you, you know, develop, learn the system, do all those sorts of things the same way, like you said, Hamadou Diallo did, same way Oscar Sheboy did. He wants to follow in, those same, in that same path. So that's how we got to this point is it was, you know, this isn't a dude that's just trying to make a quick buck that, you know, he said, screw it, I'm of, I'm of age, I'm able to, uh, you know, enter my name in the draft, I really want to, uh, you know, start making money as soon as possible. If that were the case, then he would sign with overtime elite or one of the yeah. G League options, and he would start his professional career now. The yeah. reason why he's doing this is not because of money, it's not because of anything like that. It's a, uh, am I better off? you know, sitting on the sidelines for a high school team or sitting on the sidelines learning under John Calipari at Kentucky. That's what this, yeah. this decision boiled down to. You're, you're getting in the system and then you're working with the, let's just say, we, we don't know the exact number of guys that will return off this team, but then you're getting in there and you're getting acclimated to the environment, your teammates, the the college life. You're learning the system that these guys are learning right now as new players at Kentucky. It's a great head start for these guys. I think – Oscar Shibway is in a, in a good position now because he's been on in this program for almost an entire year, and, and you would get the same thing with Shaden Sharp. I, I just think it's a, a win-win, and I just don't see a, a player of the caliber of Sharp. I just don't see it, Jack, him going to Kentucky or something like that, and then, oh, I'm not going to play college basketball. I'm going to go pro. That This would be a conversation that he and John Calipari would have, and, and they've both checked off all boxes, and, and that would be something that they're on the same terms in agreement. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am. Um, I know there were a lot of – I mean, look, Hamidou Diallo was a fringe second-round pick when he came out of high school uh, and stayed his half-and-done year at Kentucky or whatever it was when he came in in January, sat out the entirety. And that's that's another thing we need to point out. He, he does plan on sitting out the entire second semester. He does not plan on playing. And let me just put it out there. Travis Branham of 247 Sports was the first to break this news. Uh, I talked to him late last night. He's all over it. He, he absolutely crushed um, the coverage on that. You know, he's a friend of the show. We like him a lot. So uh, props to him, credit where it's due. He, he broke that story um, late last night. But um, yeah, that's, that's something that uh, I know there was a lot of worry that, that this would be kind of the Hamadou Diallo thing where, you know, Hamadou was a fringe second round pick. We waited until 11:59 and 59 seconds the night of the the draft deadline, and there were there was some concern that he wouldn't ever play a minute of college basketball for Kentucky, and that's something that uh, Kentucky fans were obviously worried because Hamadou was a 
fringe second round pick, maybe, you know, depending on if somebody wanted to take a shot on him because he had observed combine numbers and those sorts of things, you know, maybe take a chance on him in the first round. But uh, this was a guy that he was always kind of a project long-term guy. And that was the intrigue by NBA, NBA scouts. Um, and when you have a number one potential number one pick, easily a, a consensus top five draft pick in Shaden Sharp doing the exact same plan, uh, obviously it adds a lot more concern to the, to the situation. You have a guy that very well could end up being the number one pick. And how often is a guy that could be the number one pick, should he be eligible? And I'm under the assumption that he is. I know there's a lot of talk of, you know, uh, when does he graduate? And is, is that the NBA rules that you have to be one year removed from graduation and 19 years, he has the 19 years down and being a fifth year senior, I'm under the assumption that he, he is, would be eligible on that because he's, I think, I think this is a post-grad year. There's so many little tiny specifics with it, but I, I truly believe at the end of the day, he would be eligible for that 2022 draft. So there is, yeah, there is a, a legitimate concern that being a potential top five pick that he would play, you know, not play half of a season train at Kentucky and then end up going to the NBA draft. And, uh, and I understand why fans are concerned about that. And yes, I got to admit that I have my doubts as well. Uh, when you're talking NBA money versus NIL money, uh, especially as a top pick, but uh, I, the plan as of right now is that he that this has kind of been a a worked out deal between uh, John Calipari and Kentucky and 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 Shaden Sharp that he would sit out this half year, train, and then be ready for the 2022-2023 season. That's at least what they're saying publicly and what they're uh, what they want out there. So. As of right now, only good news on that front, Sean. Yeah, yeah, seems to be uh, good news for sure, Jack. I know that Travis Brandon report last night probably caught a lot of us off guard <laughs> when he when he put that out. I know that was uh, nobody was expecting to see anything about Shaden Sharp uh, possibly enrolling early at Kentucky. I, I know I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, and I mean, look, I'm not even I'm not gonna lie. I I is would I. The, the possibility of Shaden sitting out a half a year and going pro, I mean, it's, it's a concern for me. It is because as much as right now publicly, even personally, like I, do, I truly think that right now Shaden is looking at this situation and saying, I want to stay at Kentucky for a year and a half, you know, stay that half semester, learn the system and play in 2022, 2023. I think in his mind right now, that's what he what he's planning on doing. Like I truly think that his intentions are are great, and he wants to do this the right way, and he wants to have that full year of experience at Kentucky, and and he like I mean the, the, he wants this. This is it's uh, it, you know I, I do think that at the end of the day that's his plan as of right now. But we are also talking about an 18, 19 year old kid who there are going to be a lot of people involved in this that are going to be pushing him to the league because they see, you know, look, when agents get involved and people like that, we're talking, we're talking, you know, eight, nine, $10 million a year versus a million ish with NIL money. And that's like the upper end of NIL money that, yeah, he couldn't, he could make a substantial amount of money in his one year Kentucky, but if he could go straight to the league as a top draft pick and make, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten million, depending on if he's a you know number one pick or a number five pick, whatever. I mean, that's NBA draft money versus NIL money. And and Sean, I I want to believe, I want to think that things are 
peachy and that this is going to be a perfect, everything's going to play out just right. And that Shaden's going to, you know, ha- train with the team. He's going to make Ty, Ty Ty Washington better. He's going to make CJ Frederick better. He's going to make Dante Allen better. He's going to improve everybody around him on at Kentucky. Then he's going to stick around for the next year and be a superstar in 2022, 2023. In an ideal world, that's how he wants it to go. That's how I'd love it to go. But Sean, are you at least a little cautious that that that's just kind of sunshine and rainbows, assuming the best, not thinking that mo- when money gets involved, that there's going to yeah. be some talks down the road. Yeah, that, that's that's my thought exactly. You you want to be cautious at best with it because uh, I mean money talks, right? Yeah, <laughs> NBA money is real, and when you have people involved in recruitments and agents involved, I mean we're talking we're talking substantial amounts of money. And I think that's something that will, it'll come up. And I think that's, it's going to be a fight that Cal's going to have to have. And they they're saying all the right things now. And his intentions are very good right now. And I, I think they're going to be good in the long run. Um, and, you know, ideally I, I would like to think that he would stay that year and a half, but is that the naive part of me thinking that, uh, I mean, shoot, Hamid Diallo was up to the very last second of the draft within this exact same scenario. They said the exact same thing. He was going to train. Everything was going to be peachy, sunshine, and rainbows. He was going to come back and be a superstar in his second year. Obviously, that didn't happen even with him coming back. But that's, you know, think of the overall premise in general. He had the right intention going into it. And then when the NBA people got involved and the agents got involved and money got involved, it pushed him all the way up until the very last deadline. And we're talking a guy that, that was a fringe second-round pick. We're talking a potential top five draft pick next season. I have my doubts. I got to be totally honest, and I uh, I'd like to think the best, but we'll see. I think if this is going to be great, no matter how it unfolds, it's going to get Ty Ty better. It's going to get Savir better. Better. It's going to get you know Kellen Grady better. The guys around him. There's no way that they don't improve, knowing the caliber that Shaden Sharp is as a player. There's no way that the people around him don't improve, but. Man, I, I just – I do – I have my doubts. I mean, there's just – there's no way around it that, that I do have some slight concerns that at the end of the day we don't see Shaden Sharp play a minute of, of basketball for Kentucky. I'd love – I'd love him uh, to, to be there, and I'd like to think that, that things will work out. But, man, I'm uh, – we'll see. We'll see, Sean. Yeah. So, uh, how, how do you think our listeners are going to feel <laughs> after listening to this one? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably the same way we do, where there's reason for excitement and there is the reason for hesitant. Like, and I don't want it. I don't want this to be doom and gloom. Everybody worry. Oh well, we get the highest rated player in in Kentucky basketball history, a consensus number one pick, and he never even plays a minute of college basketball. Like, I I don't want that to be the assumption. That's just me thinking out loud and the the naive pessimist side of me thinking, or, you know, like man, I just that possibility is out there and. And I don't want to get burned. I don't want to get excited for this moment. And even if he's saying all the right things, I don't want to get, you know, build up that excitement for this fan base and only to have them get burned at the end of the, at the end of the day too. I just want fans to be realistic and know that this is a, this is something that could be on the table, but behind the scenes, everybody's saying the right things right now, that Kentucky is fully expecting him to come in, train a year or train half a year and then play in the 2022, 2023 season. Let's start with let's start with that. That's the plan, and that's what Kentucky is anticipating as of right now. But let's just also not be uh, overly optimistic and, and assume assume the best and and get hurt at the end of the day. That's all I that's all I want out there. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll we'll see how it all plays out and stuff, Jack. I mean, obviously, it still has to officially happen, has to get on campus for that second semester. But, I mean, obviously, there seems to be quite a bit of buzz that that's going to happen. And we'll just see what happens and plays out after that. We'll uh, be around to uh, tell everybody how it, you know, if there's any updates on that or, you know, when it officially makes it official, we'll obviously come on and, and break things down even further. Um, but until then, Sean, we have Big Blue Madness tomorrow night. We have – uh, obviously, you're making the trip to, to Athens to see Kentucky take on Georgia in football. So uh, we will be back. We'll we'll be uh, around to talk about Big Blue Madness this weekend. And then we'll have media day next week. And we'll have blue-white game after that. So football season is still full steam ahead. But uh, it's it's time to start talking a little bit about basketball, Sean. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. It's that time of year. It's going to keep us busy. Uh, busy is good for business. And busy is good for this podcast. Absolutely. Well, thank you to our listeners again. Uh, I know this was kind of on a short notice. We didn't really update anybody on that this was happening. We just figured it's breaking news, so we got to get something out there and talk about it. So I uh, appreciate our listeners for tuning in to back-to-back episodes. We have a lot of fun with this. Grateful to Sean for doing this. Uh, and we'll be back uh, here in just a couple days. We'll probably, you know, either late tomorrow night or Saturday morning, we'll do one to talk about what happened to Big Blue Madness, if there's any other major takeaways on that. So uh, keep your ears peeled make sure that you're subscribed and uh, leave a five-star review for us we appreciate it those numbers are going crazy still and we're we're grateful for it so sean uh, with that let's get out of here where can fans find your work you can find my work at gobigbluecountry.com and you can follow me on twitter at gbb country you can find me on twitter at jack pilgrim ksr reach out to me via email at jpilgrim at kentuckysportsradio.com with that we'll be back next time for another jam-packed sources say podcast we will see you then